Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Jesus reminds us to watch for the signs of his return. Today, we will explore further what we are seeing in our times that line up with what signs he said would indicate the potential of the end and his return. We will also discuss the practical meaning of this as we watch and as a remnant, prepare as he so leads. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, good morning, uh, Kathy. Here we are on uh, End Times Fridays. and uh, Good morning. We are, uh, you and I are actually, interesting enough, experiencing uh, potentially what is going to happen, and that is that, you know, we, we tape, and of course, Kathy and I are doing it by Zoom, um, so we, re- we rely on internet. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, the good and the bad to of To do this, right? and um, uh, we've been taping... You know, guest spot, uh, actually with Bob and Kerry Rockwell, and they basically got technical issues where they couldn't really function, so we just, we're going to do those a little bit later. Uh, and so, Kathy, you looked online. What did you find out? Yeah, I found out that nationwide right now there are some issues going on. Uh, they said a level three communications disruption um, with multiple carriers affected. Um, and so it's, it's interesting how quickly, if things knock out the Internet, um, in places, how quickly we crumble because we've become so dependent on that for our communication and even like this for meetings and for recordings and you know businesses. But it is, um, it appears to be a nationwide issue. I'm not sure how long it is going to last, yep. but it seems to be a problem. And uh, God's favor, we've got internet right here in New Hampshire right now. You've got it in Colorado right now, but I'm not sure how many other places have it right yeah, now. That's right. That's right. And the. Uh, Again, technically, um, you know, when you look at uh, chaos, of course, you know, our, our, our show is called, you know, Finding Truth in a World of Chaos. And chaos yep. is, you know, disruption, uh, is mm-hmm. things aren't normal. And it causes uh, literally chaotic situations where, you know, if the Internet goes down like they're having right now, and this is right. what, what you were looking at was, is it just local to something going on? Yeah, with, this with, is pretty with, widespread. There's yeah. this national disruption mm-hmm. um, of technology, you know, that causes chaos. And so uh, it's indicative of what is going to happen uh, as we approach the tribulation, more and more chaotic things, which would be, you know, think of technology as one, uh, particularly the way we communicate now. Uh, because right. of re- everybody literally. We're so dependent on it. So right? so is dependent on it. To be able to, to communicate with each other, uh, interesting enough, um, a lot of people don't even have landlines anymore. Uh, right. They just re- rely on cell phone. Well, That's, they can, I'll say we have a landline apparently, but I have no p- phone even plugged into it. Yeah. It simply is a part of our cable package. and. I wouldn't know our phone number if I tried. Right. <laughs> might be a good idea to find out. <laughs> it, it might be a good idea to find out. I look it over at that plug going, there's nothing in that. Maybe I should order a phone. <laughs> we do. We have we have a landline. Um, yeah. And, uh, and we, 
We don't mm -hmm. use it interesting enough, generally speaking, but uh, once in a while we do because of, of this issue. Right, right. Um, and we do, have, we do have a couple of phones and we do know where to plug them in <laughs> uh, to get them. But uh, so chaos would be technology. It's going to be social, cultural, uh, you know, uh, the ability of uh, economics that mm -hmm. uh, and just think of disruption and therefore it causes, you know, particularly personally, it's going to cause individuals to be in a chaotic state because it's not normal. It's not regular. Right. It's not typical. And I got to do something about that or I got to suffer because of it. So uh, it's going to happen more and more and more uh, as we head toward the tribulation. And again, um, I was actually talking about this this morning with uh, uh, Dave Duncan, Rich Cochiaro is... Um, a lot of Christians are trying to pray against it, you know, like God, would you just bring mm -hmm. it back to nor what we call normal? And you know, as I've been processing this, is that interesting enough? Um, it has to happen this way mm -hmm. in order for the tribulation to happen. Yes, there's going to be displacement and trouble and difficulty, but right. ultimately, it leads to the return of Christ. And then the issuing of the millennium, which is going to be fantastic. So, yeah. Uh, and it's all it's all ordained scripturally that good is going to become evil, evil is going to become good. Uh, and I'll, I'll share a verse here in a, in a second about that. But um, in a sense, and I've been actually as as we were talking about, it, I said actually I've been asking asking God, uh, and I, I had a conversation with the Lord about this. I said. <laughs> actually it's going to be fantastic ultimately so should i actually pray for accelerating the problem mm -hmm. uh, interesting and the answer i got back was uh you don't need to pray about it it's happening <laughs> uh, interesting don't worry well, you know, i think i've shared with you myself and um there's a, a group of just prayer warrior women i have around me that are amazing and all of us separately have received um, basically and asking the same kind of questions that you're asking um, that the prayer for us is for people, for the church to rise up and have a passion to ready the bride. Yes. That, that that's where our prayers are now to be directed is, is ready the bride. And so that means that starts with us personally. God, purify me, ready me for your return, and then allow me to equip and, and walk other people to your feet to also be readied. And so it's really about readying the bride and whether that is a 20 year process, a hundred year process, a few month process, you know, who knows? But I do believe there is a call that he's telling multiple people the the prayer is now ready the bride, yeah. you know, and yeah. to, for people to become passionate about what he's passionate about, his church and his people. Yeah. And what we would encourage uh, listeners uh, is, uh, again, and this has been a similar message that I've been receiving is. Um, you know, don't don't be looking to pray that uh, the environment environment meaning the life we live and the culture we're in, the economics we're in, uh, return to some what I would what I would call normal. And normal, interesting right. enough, is for me. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, I mean, really, it's that looking for the comfort and convenience. Yeah. Yeah. And, <laughs> right. uh, and what I've experienced, you know, in my lifetime, um, not historical, because you know, in a sense. Trouble's been around and deep, deep, deep trouble, mm -hmm. wars and oppression and, and harm and all that has been around, Eco economic collapses all the time. 
but rather it's uh, it's pray Richard for the remnant mm-hmm. that have a heart to follow me yes. and, and we'll talk here in a minute about why uh, so that we you know we understand it so as we think of uh, of this process of uh, you know what are we involved with here is uh, first of all um, uh, I'm going to go to Second Timothy, uh, chapter three, um, and he's he's Paul is describing because Paul again is asking. Uh, remember, as as the word was written, uh, it's he said it's done through the inspiration, the breathing, the God breathing of the spiritual truth into people that wrote it, and mm-hmm. and it was through uh, a dialoguing that. There would be what about this and how does this work and what are you saying here? What am I observing? And Paul obviously had asked about what's going to happen at the end. This is Second uh, Timothy three, uh, one through nine. But it says, "Know this: in the last days, perilous times will come. Uh, men will be lovers of themselves, lover of money, mm-hmm. boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanders, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good." So it's not just even accepting the not good. It's actually I despise the good. Right. Uh, traitors, mm. headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power and from such people turn away. Of mm. the sort of those who creep into households, make captives of gullible women, loaded down with sin, always learning, never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Uh, so that um, as we approach the end, is that everything in essence gets flipped upside down? Uh, mm-hmm. And Isaiah, you know, says that uh, light becomes uh, considered dark, darkness becomes considered light, right. good becomes evil, evil becomes evil good. Evil becomes good, right? Um, and he says here that, uh, and he's talking about believers because there's a form of godliness. Mm-hmm. I appear to be godly, but underneath but with it all, no power. But underneath it all, I despise the truth, the, the mm-hmm. you know the the good, and the reason is uh, two things. One, uh, and it talks in scripture that there's a distortion uh, or a twisting of God's word. Right. Um, and so there's been uh, just recently uh, on television, a uh, television show with a pretty famous TV show where they discuss things. Uh, one of the hosts literally came out and said, God sanctions abortion. And the reason was, is that God is loving. God God loves everybody to mm. make their own choices. And he puts that as a higher value over abortion. And so you can say that God loves abortion. Well, it's kind of clear in scripture, that's not so. Wow. <laughs> uh, wow. So it's twisting uh, mm-hmm. scripture. Uh, and then secondly, the second reason is I ignore scripture. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that, you know, if you think of things like, uh, you know, gay marriage and, and people say, well, God sanctions gay marriage or sanctions abortion. Why? Why do you say that? Well, because my church says it's okay. Because mm-hmm. God is love. Wait a minute. That's not what the word says. Right. Um, and, and it gets, by the way, it gets more and more profound. So it's, okay, Father, you call that abomination. How do you want us to treat mm-hmm. people like that? Well, I want you to treat them with love and respect and honor. Uh, and invite them to truth and um, you you don't have a right to judge them but at the same time you don't sanction you still stand on truth uh, right. what, what is true and you stand up for that uh, 
And so uh, the reason that this happens is that everything Paul says shifts culturally, mm-hmm. including uh, including the church. Okay, um, then we go over to Second uh, Thessalonians chapter two, um, and uh, again, this is Paul writing. Uh, he says uh, concerning the coming of the Lord Jesus. In our gathering together with him, we ask you not to be shaken or troubled, either by spirit or by word or by letter, as though the day of Christ has already come. So he said, um, and and this is an interesting statement, a lot of people think he already came, in a sense, and through what what they would say the church age, and the world's getting better because we're in the millennium. And Paul says, uh, no. Um, don't think the world's getting any better. Don't think that the church is, is the one bringing about the better. It's still in a, in a very wicked world. It says, um, mm. uh, let no one deceive you, for that day will not come unless the falling away comes first. Paul just described it in, in Timothy. Right. The falling away is that you move away from the truth of God and, right. and look like you're, you're spiritual and speak as if you're spiritual and promote it as if you're spiritual, but you're speaking untruth and you've mm-hmm. accepted good uh, as now bad and, and evil as good. Uh, he says, unless the fallen away comes first and the man of sin is revealed, the son of perdition, uh, this is the Antichrist, mm-hmm. who opposes okay. and exalts himself above all that is called God or that is worship, so that he sits as God in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Uh, okay, so uh, he says what has to happen? Falling away. Mm-hmm. And the Antichrist all, has and then, to be revealed. And then when, um, and this is by a way potentially another clue to mid-tribulation. Uh, he says because he's revealed and mm-hmm. sets himself up as God, and he attaches it to uh, concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus and our gathering together with him. Uh, so he puts those two things together, and he said it's not going to happen until the falling away, mm-hmm. and then the Antichrist sets himself up as God, which means we're going to see it, um, mm. and then perhaps you know we're we're taken out. So right. uh, it's an right. interesting, kind of an interesting truth of of the possibility of it. Which again, we we say we are going to be raptured, but we can't for sure we don't say know which time. Uh, when, uh, <laughs> other than be you know be willing to. Uh, so. If you look at this uh, scripture, uh, falling away and then uh, the Antichrist, well, we know something. Right. There's an in, in-between step, mm-hmm. um, and that is the beginning of the tribulation uh, issues in the beast. Right. The beast, as and we've been talking. that's in that three and a half years. Yeah, because out of that, and we, again, let us set it up, and we'll, we're going to get into scripture about this specifically. We've talked about it in Daniel that um, the beast is the system. And out of that system, and and the system is one world government, one economic system, uh, no more sovereignty, individual nations, it's everybody is under this new system uh, that's ushered in. And the reason it's ushered in is that um, everything collapses and they offer a solution because when it's ushered in, Mm -hmm. there's a a willing worldwide embracing of it, and they consider it to be good, right? Um, and so, but it, but God properly calls it 
uh, everyone's, everyone in the world sees it as good, but the true remnant sees it as what it is. It's the beast that's trying to mm-hmm. destroy you know, God on earth, uh, the godly people on earth. So uh, the beast comes, and then out of that beast comes the Antichrist. Uh, so it's not the Antichrist first. Right. Uh, and even when we talk about we're going to get into this in the next couple, several sessions is the mark of the beast. Mm-hmm. It's not the mark of the Antichrist. Right. The mark of the beast comes before the Antichrist is actually even revealed. Correct? Right. That's right. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, he reinforces it. Uh, so uh, he said there'll be a falling away, mm-hmm. which we're seeing. We're kind of seeing that right now. Uh, lots of things are in motion mm-hmm. that they could pull the trigger on. For example, uh, economically, uh, just in the last week or so, uh, some big issues. Uh, one, uh, Walmart, by the way, that does really, really well in a recession because mm-hmm. people shift their purchases generally from a little bit more expensive stuff to less expensive stuff, which, they, which they're which they one of the kings of. Right. Um, well, they're laying off hundreds of thousands of people, excuse me, thousands mm-hmm. of people right now uh, because they see the recession coming and they're going to they're going to cut back. Right. Uh, not only not hire people, but let people go. Uh, mm-hmm. OK, that's an interesting signal. Um Right now, uh, there's uh, uh, Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile are experiencing dramatic uh, receivable problems uh, because Mm -hmm. people are using cell phones, but they're not paying for them, and they're getting behind in their payments. Oh, uh, interesting. Because they can't can't afford it. Um, Mm -hmm. Debt, personal debt, uh, and and they keep a measure of corporate debt and personal debt. Personal debt has gone up 20 times in the last mm. six months. And it pushed, puts wow. great pressure. And of course, the reason is inflation. Inflation, absolutely. Uh, I gotta pay for food and I gotta pay for gas. By the way, neither one of them are in the, uh, what they call the basket to determine inflation. Uh, but the truth right. is, so inflation is so at a rate of like just... 10, 11 right now. With that measure, well, if you put fuel and food in there, it's probably 20%. Yeah. Go ahead. That's fascinating. I was just going to say, it's interesting to me to watch all of these things going on, though. And in my mind, like logic would say, you know, people really are, you know, because of the economy and the cost of things, they really do need good paying jobs and all of this. And yet the reality is in conversations with multiple different CEOs and what they're dealing with, literally, we are having people that we're hiring um, at Dan's company that simply get hired and do not show up. Yeah. Just don't show. Yeah. No call, no show. To, you know, and this is benefits and good wages and whatever. And this isn't abnormal to them. This is like across the board. We're hearing this from so many places that even in the midst, you know, people need the jobs. They're out looking, well, supposedly looking for jobs and enough to go get the interviews and get hired and then simply not showing up. Yeah. So it doesn't, there's a lot of illogical stuff going on to me that I really just don't even understand. Well, you know. think think about, um, in a sense, under what condition would that be true? Well, here's here's the condition. Um, because of the structure currently of the unemployment uh, benefits, right? Uh, that um, uh, if I'm unemployed, and and then for you know for the last two years in COVID, you didn't even have to worry about getting for a job. You just kept getting paid. Right. Uh, and by the right. way, they were paid not only. But now that has shifted. So, I mean, those, well, those but, weird but, benefits are gone. Yes. Right? But 
they still get great benefits for unemployed. So here's what you have to do. You have to demonstrate you, you look for a job. Mm-hmm. If you can show you got a job, that requalifies you for a whole new series of unemployment benefits. And that's why they don't. They, that's why they don't show up. They're only getting. And they're it. probably just too short staffed. The unemployment is too short staffed to follow up on being well, they completely got, taken it, to the cleaners. It, it's okay. Uh, <laughs> you, you, yeah, you, you uh, applied. You got that job. Uh, now you lost that job, and it doesn't even matter whether you quit or not. Right. But now you go back to the another another season of unemployment right. benefits, which are really pretty good. So. The culture again has changed just in that area where you you know like Dan's experiencing is you hire somebody and they say (laughs) okay great and they don't even come right Uh, it's remarkable you know of what of what's happening so um, yeah I mean not even hitting day run of payroll right just not showing up (laughs) so the uh, the economics are such that um, the pressure is building Um, it's pretty safe to say almost with certainty that there, we were, you know, here we are in summer of 2022. Uh, as we head into the fall, winter, and spring, we for sure are going to be in a recession. Mm-hmm. And a recession is going to be less jobs. Uh, it's going to be, um, you know, uh, contraction. Okay, but will we really be in a recession? Because the what I understand is that they have now gone on to government websites and redefined the definition of recession. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> so, yeah. so we're not necessarily headed for a recession because they have now defined it differently so that at midterms it doesn't look like we're in a recession. Well, um, <laughs> think of it, and you know, this is, this is clever what people say is, uh, you're not in a recession until you are personally in a recession. <laughs> then you are, you know, then it, then it matters to you, and that's what's going to happen. Right. So the truth of right. it, regardless of what they call it, right. uh, there's going to be a t- contraction uh, because it's, again, self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah, uh, I prophesy a recession. It's going to happen. I stop spending. I stop. I start, you know, Walmart starts laying off. Mm-hmm. Uh, that causes less money to be available to buy things. Uh, other companies then have to cut back, and it just goes on and on and on. So we'll right. see it. We're going to see it happen, and the pressure is there. Uh, so what we're trying to urge people with is um, we're doing it in the context of end times mm-hmm. that these things are going to happen. We're trying to just give some biblical understanding of that. While we're doing that, we would like people to understand that the forces that are in play mm-hmm. – are going to cause chaotic scenarios, and regardless of whether it's you know the end today or this week or this month or next year or mm-hmm. five years or ten years, if this next season is going to be displacement, right? Uh, and so, isn't there a level of even as you see that, um, as you say that, it's an alert to me of the level of spiritual warfare and what is going on in the heavenlies in terms of this all transpiring because. You can't put logic to it. Right. I mean, there there is so much that you can, cannot logically explain that is going on that you absolutely have to recognize what's going on in the spiritual world. Right. That's right. And then as uh, uh, I see it, I see it both sides of it. And that is that, mm-hmm. um, yes, the world's getting more chaotic. Yes, it's potential with all the things that are being set up that we could be headed for the uh, the beginning of the tribulation, it's possible, right. very possible. Um, whatever season we're in at the moment, 
the enemy is working toward getting that in place. Mm-hmm. Um, but God, I believe, is using it uh, to invite people to, to learn right now mm-hmm. uh, before the tribulation is to learn how to hear his voice, to learn to abide, right. to learn to have wisdom, to learn that God can do things supernaturally and still deliver covenant in the middle right of all, the, middle of all of that all, of all that trouble. Yes. And he says, I've got to teach people that. And that's why we're committed mm-hmm. to invite people to that. And, we, and we'd love to you know, have you look at deeper stuff with courses and retreats mm-hmm. and small groups that you're learning, learning, learning how together to truly be the remnant because God has mm-hmm. answers and we can trust those answers. Right. And I, I think he's training us. Uh, so he's using it to train us and inviting people to it. So it's I actually agree. a very, That's very part exciting of period. The bride too. Yeah. yeah. So as we look at the beast, and we'll just get into this and we'll pick it up next week, but if you would, uh, we've read Daniel uh, that talked about, you know, the, the different processes of 10. Uh, he's, a, he's a little horn, so he's not the major one of the 10. A sub-element uh, of the 10 steps up, takes care of three, gets rid of three. Uh, now he's part of the 10. Uh, now it was seven, and then he goes seven, five, uh, three, two, one, and he's the guy. Uh, mm-hmm. So let's let's uh, see a little bit more about this. Go to Revelation 13, uh, 1 to 10. Th- uh, Revelation sure. 13, 1 to 10, that talks more about this. It says, Then I stood on the sand of the sea, and I saw a beast rising up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and on his horns ten crowns, and on his heads a blasphemous name. Now the beast which I saw was like a leopard. His feet were like the feet of a bear, and his mouth was like the mouth of a lion. The dragon gave him his power, his throne, and great authority. And I saw one of his heads as if it had been mortally wounded, and his deadly wound was healed. And all the world marveled and followed the beast. So they worshipped the dragon who gave authority to the beast. And they worshipped the beast, saying, Who is like the beast? Who is able to make war with him? And he was given a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies, and he was given authority to continue for 42 months. Then he opened his mouth and blasphemy against God to blaspheme his name, his tabernacle, and those who dwell in heaven. It was granted to him to make war with the saints and to overcome them, and authority was given him over every tribe, tongue, and nation. All who dwell on the earth will worship him, whose names have not been written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. If anyone has an ear, let him hear. He who leads into captivity shall go into captivity. He who kills with the sword must be killed with the sword. Here is the patience and the faith of the saints. Go ahead, read 11 through uh, 13, and then we'll we'll come back. Excuse me, 1 to 10, that's it. We'll start there. Okay. Uh, So um, uh, he's talking about the beast, uh, Mm -hmm. and the beast itself that starts with it is uh, the one that has, uh, in this point, uh, seven heads and Mm -hmm. ten horns, and his horns have ten crowns, uh, and on his heads a a blasphemous name. So that um, by the time now that that John is viewing this Mm -hmm. is uh, the Antichrist has, in fact, remember uh, Daniel spoke about this, Right. Uh, that it started out with ten horns. Mm-hmm. There was a little horn that wound up taking out three. Right. Um, and then he became one of the seven heads 
still with the uh, ten horns, so they're representing all the structure that was originally there. Um, okay. and, and this is, uh, it's hard for us to fathom this because when we, we think of uh, a leader taking out other leaders, mm-hmm. we think they're eliminated and there's a power play being done. Right. Uh, this is, uh, when it happens, it's clever. That it doesn't come as a power play. It's not perceived as a, a power-hungry person is literally you know, getting rid of these and I'm taking over because I can. It's a clever way of making them less. Right. They're still there, but they're less and they're not leading. And making any, himself more. And now I'm, I'm leading it and, uh, and he's there. Uh, so, um, and he says, you know, he's like a leopard fast. In other words, fast moving. Okay. Uh, the feet of a bear, uh, powerful. Uh, mm-hmm. And the mouth of a lion, which obviously, what, what does a lion do? Roar and devour. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he said the characteristics are it's, it's fast moving. Uh, it's very powerful. Um, and it, it devours things and can, the mm-hmm. king of the jungle. Uh, now in verse uh, 2, it gives us a clue. Uh, now he's, he's talking about the beast that has been set up. But then um, it goes that the beast now becomes led by a person who's the Antichrist. And, uh, and what does he say there in verse 2 and 3? Read that again. It says, Now the beast which I saw was like a leopard, his feet was like the feet of a bear, his mouth like the mouth of a lion. The dragon gave him his power, his throne, and great authority. And I saw one of his heads as if it had been mortally wounded, and his deadly wound was healed. And all the world marveled and followed the beast. Okay. Uh, so the dragon um, is Satan. Mm-hmm. So Satan gives what? The power, the throne, the authority to this person. And, and, and mm-hmm. think about what authority is he giving him? Authority over the world. Over the world. Because why? He's got it. Mm-hmm. And so this is another uh, truth about... People say, well, isn't God in control? Uh, God is sovereign and God is superior. But the world is under the authority of Satan. And this ultimately comes to this battle of uh, the enemy against godliness. And and think of the purpose of Satan um, who is giving this authority to now the beast and then to the Mm -hmm. Antichrist. Uh, What's his goal? What's Satan's goal? Kill, still and destroy, always. And, and literally to the nth degree mm-hmm. to eliminate anybody that has the Holy Spirit because that we represent God. God is living right. his life through us on earth. Uh, so he's trying to eliminate that so he then can have complete control uh, over, over that because God says uh, in order, and this is interesting, in order to take it back, he says my, my children have to take it back they have to be in me, and I work through them. Mm-hmm. But I can't just bypass them uh, uh, and get the authority away from Satan. It has to be it has to be me, so mm-hmm. uh, or us. So uh, he says the authority comes from that, and then uh, we'll get into this next time. He says, "Is his heads one of his heads? Who's that Antichrist? Appears to be killed, mm-hmm. and then come back to life." 
So right. it, it's a counterfeit. Think of, of what Christ did when he gained victory. Right. Resurrect death With and resurrection. Actual resurrection, right. In this it'll be a it'll be a counterfeit because everything is deception. Mm-hmm. And people will look at it as, well, that is God. We've we've heard about the resurrection. We just saw it. Mm-hmm. And it obviously is him. And he claims And then that, they'll follow him. And then we fought, we worship and follow him. So and we'll mm-hmm. get into that next time about because now the language starts to be, be synonymous at this point with the Antichrist is now referred to as the beast. Because right, which he, that's a little confusing to keep them separate and then in this in this context, then it comes together. It comes together and then it be, he becomes synonymous with the system and him are now one and the same. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's the guy and everybody, and not only is he the leader, he portrays himself as God of the of of the world right and he says in order for you to live out the life that i have for you antichrist speaking right you got to worship me right um interesting enough think of the temptation that christ had uh all the kingdoms Mm -hmm. of the earth this is in luke chapter four right uh all the kingdoms of the earth are mine i'll give them to you all you got to do is worship me wow and we can skip all this stuff uh of Mm -hmm. course christ says i know you have it but I'm going to choose to go through uh, only what the Father has given me, and I only worship Him, not you. I'm not taking a shortcut to get this authority back. God's going to give it to me, and of course, it'll be in a different way. And so, uh, but the goal is that the world worships Satan, right? And it's worshiping Satan through his proxy, which is the Antichrist, who appears. I mean, so if you if you even ask people at that time, is this guy Satan? They would say, Well, of course not. He's good. Mm-hmm. But he's he's not. He's completely right. But uh, it's dumb. it's been completely deceived. Yeah. We've so we'll pick this up uh, next time. Going again in more depth of this and start moving toward the issue of the mark of the beast and the dragon mm-hmm. and the false prophet and uh, try to get into more depth of all this. But keep thinking of sequentially falling away. Beast is established. The Antichrist is part of that, not not one of the ten, but part of the underneath it, steps up, ultimately be, takes over, and now he and the beast become associated as the ultimate beast, and he's the head of it. And it's, it's really interesting. So uh, we'll, we'll get we'll get into that next time. All right. Well, thank you so much for sharing with us again, um, just your wisdom as we as we learn and we pick this apart. Yeah. And thank you for joining us, everyone. If you have any questions, be sure to send them in to questions at afjministry.com and we will be happy to address them. Thanks so much yeah. and have a great afternoon. Yeah. We'll see you then. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.